Vernon, Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings, or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. It's the Custard TV Live and Gary is live. Gary is at the O2 Arena where Sky are holding uh, United Dates of America where they're showing a lot of their upcoming US content. Um, where are you going for this? Well, I'm, I'm in the O2 live as you can speak. You can probably hear the, uh, the background noise of uh, busy restaurants. Uh, I'm going to the Cineworld part, to so the Sky super screen uh, to watch four new American shows. Let me read my bit of paper that I have here. We have Elementary. We have uh, Vegas. We have uh, Arrow. And we have The Following, which I believe scored a huge rating in America last night. If... Uh, uh, which one are you most excited about seeing? Personally. Hello? Which one are you uh... most excited about seeing? As a Sherlock fan, I think, I think elementary, even just to see if the Americans do completely stuff it up, uh, I think that would be good enough. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that most, I think. I think Johnny Lee Miller could make a good Sherlock. And how are you going to get the word of myself, TV.com and the podcast about Among the Sky Elite tonight? Well, this is not a visual podcast, but I'm dressed head to foot in yellow, uh, and I'll be handing out packets of bird's custard uh, with our website emblazoned on them. Hopefully, that'll get the message across to the TV uh, bigwigs. I'm expecting an offer. To be honest, nothing will. I'm expecting to be headhunted by Sky or something, and I'll be leaving you. So, goodbye. This could be our last podcast. (laughs) You might be headhunted by a custard advertising company. (laughs) <laughs> who knows anyway I'm going to go in now listeners so um, yes. speak to you on the other side don't enjoy tonight's podcast too much because I'm not there it is the Custard TV <laughs> podcast uh, with myself and Matt have a great night Gary and uh, remember you're an ambassador for the site and the podcast and Lauren Jones is already missing you I know bye Lauren bye listeners <laughs> hey, the Custard TV podcast talk about the best and the worst on the box It's the Custom TV Podcast, and it's Tuesday again. I just called myself the extraordinary runner of the site, but you would have heard that because I'm so extraordinary, I didn't turn the microphone on. I'm joined today by somebody new, Gary Swanning it with the Sky Elite down at the O2, so I've roped in uh, Hi, this guy. Uh, hi, hi, I'm Matt, I write about TV a lot. 
uh, for the custard and for other websites as well. I, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said. I'm glad you specified. I write about TV a lot because you could be like a fishing website or you know crocheting. Crocheting, yeah. <laughs> You do watch an awful lot of television, don't you? No, I do watch an awful lot of television, but I do get paid to watch some of the awful amount of television that I do watch. But That's another dig. <laughs> <laughs> but some I watch for the for the good of the of the website, so yeah, but you know. Why, why do you, where does your love for TV come from, do you think? I'm not sure. I just I've just always enjoyed watching it and now I can write about it as well and now talk about it, so you know what, Matt? Let's talk about it. Firstly, though, if you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, uh, mine is um, you know me, it's uh, at Luke Custard TV. And if you want to reach Matt, his is at Matt TV Bites. That's Matt with two T's. Yes, and um, just to be a maverick of sorts, really, isn't it? Indeed. Uh, how are you, though? You looking forward to this? This is going to go well, presumably. Yeah, tempting fate there. But yeah. yeah, I am looking forward to it. Um, hello to everyone who normally listens, and I'm sorry I'm not Gary. <laughs> I'm not. No. I'm not at all sorry. This is nice. Oh, that's... <laughs> Let's talk. Uh, last night, uh, BBC, um, no, ITV, had uh, the second part of their latest three-part drama, Leaving. It's written by Leaving. Tony Merchant. It stars um, Helen McCroy and newcomer Callum Turner, I believe his name is. Yeah, and Callum this is Turner, just being... yeah dominated in the ratings by new tricks it's just yeah. being left sort of in the dust of new tricks and a lot of people said who contacted me about episode one said well i i can't get into it there's no chemistry there the young boy is really annoying i was sort of of that opinion then i watched it with the family and really enjoyed it and the second one what did you think of the second one um it was all right but i'm going to agree with everyone who says the young boy is really annoying because i thought he was as well, but she's really, I really like her. Helen McElroy, I think, is amazing, and in a way, she's what makes it work for me. Um, the, the thing sorry, is, as well, I'm very aware that this is just three parts, so we've, we've only got one more episode. Mm. It doesn't seem to have been enough development in episode two. No, so, it just... I was hoping it was going to move on a lot in episode two. Yeah, you thought the husband would find out, did you, in the second, like, towards the beginning? Of the, the second one, I and then it to work and to have some real drama. I think she, they should have really, but mm. I mean, the colleague found out, didn't she, at the beginning? The receptionist at the hotel, yes. and that was about yeah. it. And then the parents, his parents. But there was that stupid little subplot about the husband at work, which I didn't really understand about that, the harassment thing. Well, I suppose it, it's that's for double standards a bit, I suppose, because he's doing that and he doesn't like his wife going off with a younger person. Mm. I suppose that's the, to show that they're both. I suppose it's to show that their marriage is is it not in a great place. But I just think he, it it feels a bit rushed. He was doing it a bit as banter, whether she's actually sort of full on, you know, going into woods and things and. You it's know. a very different direction for ITV drama because it's very slow and I don't mind the slowness but I just wish because we've only got one more episode I just wish it would you know get a bit more I don't I don't know plot. a bit more yes. plot a bit less sort of slow seductive scenes you know looking at each other over tablecloths and things like that while yeah. planning 
yeah, while preparing for weddings. Yeah, and not once have they used a volivon pun or anything. I'm really annoyed. But there's one episode to go, Luke, so you never I know. know. I know. They don't mention tiny sausage rolls by episode three. I'm just not even going to bother with it. But yeah, I, I like the idea of it. And I think Helen McCroy is sort of really the reason yeah. I watch this. And then by the sound of it, the reason you do. Um, She's got a really good smile, I always think. I, so when you watch it, and when she's in the scenes where she's watching the weddings and she's smiling and you can just, you know, she's got a really great smile. That was one of the things I picked up on. Do you know, if, you're, if I'm ever in court and, and, and I'm looking at you in the dock and you're just going, why, why were you stalking this woman, Matt? She's got a really good smile. Yeah. That's what I liked. <laughs> Drawn in but by a smile. Because she's not always smiling, but you can tell when she's watching the wedding, she's really enjoying it. That's the the part of her job she really enjoys because a lot of the the rest of the time you know there's that horrible welsh man who's telling her to do things taking all the credit i just i don't know what it is about i think everybody i've spoken to about it everybody who's contacted me on twitter uh callum turner he's this is his first tv role and people just haven't taken to him at all now i actually noticed because i watched the second episode earlier today he actually got her name wrong and they didn't edit it out. Really? He called her Judy and not oh, Julie. I have to go back and see that. That's I my evening sorted. It, but yeah, he called her Judy. My evening sorted now. There you go. That's it. That's what I'm doing. Do you remember whereabouts it was? It was right at the beginning when they're in bed together and she's looking at one of his books. Yeah. Oh, it was in, within the first two minutes, three minutes, something like that. I know what I'm doing. Uh, we'll be back next week on the Custom TV podcast. <laughs> no, but I don't know why people. I I can agree. With, I don't know whether it's the chemistry between them that's wrong, or whether he's just not a really likable personal character. I can't. Decide. I think the character is a bit of a sort of moody, angsty teen, and it, you know maybe some people aren't that sympathetic with him because he's just like oh, what does it all mean? I don't know what I'm going to do with my life sort of character, you know, and sort of how dare he come between this sort of, you know, it's not, it's a loving marriage, even if, you know, I think they still love each other, would you say? You're an old romance. I don't know. It's I not think... like he's sort of abusive or anything. He sort of, he does take it for granted occasionally, I would say, but... It's not I think they sort just of reach a... the point where they're too comfortable with each other and there's yeah, no excitement. Probably. Yeah. Probably and there's there was a scene is... in the first episode where where she says, "You didn't want to see me with the lights on, or you didn't want to see oh, me yeah. with no." Mm. If you're not going to watch these things, Matt, there's hardly any point with us talking, <laughs> really. Let's be honest here. What's that? If you're not going to watch it, there's no point in me talking about it, to be honest. No, I did, wa I did watch it. <laughs> At least I know with Gary, he hasn't seen anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but it's not like it's completely. There's nothing there. It's sort of she does feel underappreciated, and I got that. But you know, he's not completely no, off. He's he's not a terrible person. You no. can sort of understand. I think actually it might work better if her husband was a terrible person, because then we'd yeah. be rooting for her and saying, "You go, not you know," because I'm quite street, as you know, and I'd be there going, "You go, girl," yeah. you know. That yeah, would be exactly. Me. I'd turn into Beyonce. Yeah, that's maybe, you know, one of the problems with it. I mean, it moved along all right, you know, it was a bit slow. And as you say, 
this last episode is going to have to cram in quite a lot because it's the third and final episode. But Tony Merchant, I like the majority of his stuff. He's mm. sort of known Public for doing enemies. Like bleak dramas and stuff. And and this doesn't feel like him at all, really, to me. But no, maybe it's, it's a bit. Because yeah. his is more, I suppose, like Public Enemies was quite, you know, bleak, wasn't it? And yeah, I mean, this yeah. is this is you know, this isn't happy, but it's not. I suppose it's more sort of maybe female orientated, maybe. Well, that's what that was my next point. Are are you and I, uh, me being me and you being you, yeah, um, male, <laughs> male, male people who wear cardigans with pride? Yeah. Uh, are, are we <laughs> are we really the target audience for this? Probably not. I would imagine. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's probably more female orientated. I suppose with a sort of you know a central female protagonist. Um, and it dealing with, you know, um, female sexuality, I suppose, in a way. But Gary and I don't talk about female sexuality enough on the TV podcast. Oh, we really do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also, I don't like the title. I don't like the. I don't. Like the I don't. That's one. I don't understand it. I was thinking about that actually. Why is it called leaving? And they do man, They do say leaving quite a lot in the second episode because he's about to go off, isn't he, on the yeah. the management program, but. You would think that leave, she would. Yeah. It's it's never that she considers leaving her family, really, does she? It's not like she keeps thinking about it. My mum and sister have enjoyed both of these, and I said it's the last one on Monday, and they asked. We just finished watching it, and they asked me, "What's it called?" Like it's called leaving. You've seen it come up on the screen four times, but it just it doesn't. <laughs> there's no. You, doesn't you won't think of that. It doesn't work as a title, really. I don't think. What would you call it then? Lovely smile. Lovely <laughs> smile. <laughs> One thing as well. Don't know what I thought thing, it's. The thing I had not an issue with, but it's sort of, in a way, ITV have promoted it as this sort of big, like the love affair is sort of a bit of a taboo because she's older than him, you know. But he's twenty-one and she's what mid forties, something like that. Forty-four, I think they said. And you know, there's couples like that who you know, who've got that age difference today, like older women, younger man sort of thing. That you know, if they made him younger or her older, that might have been more of a you know an issue. I think if he was fourteen and she was sixty-five, then we'd okay. be m- more Not 40, worried. Okay, say eighteen and you know mid fifties. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that she, makes it's sense. It's not as if she's not. I mean, we're, we're slightly going on about Helen McCroy a bit, but it's not as if she's not an attractive woman of a certain age. It's not no, as if No, no, she's she's very she is very attractive. And so it's believable from that sense. Hmm. Definitely, yeah. Um I and feel I like he... we've we've got to move on before we turn into an upset from this morning. Um, okay, yeah. Because before. I've I've got Denise on the line. Denise for, uh, Yeah. <laughs> I've got Dr. Bless her, she's been there for two weeks in case I've needed her on the podcast. But that <laughs> sort of brings me nicely onto the topic we were discussing. Um, sort of, if this is a taboo subject, what are people's TV guilty pleasures? Um, oh, we've had a couple of responses on that. Uh, let me read a few, and then uh, Matt, as he is the guest, he can also read a few, because I am kind like that. Oh, um, um, Ellie Chambers, or Ellie Charm, I don't know. Ellie, hello, Ellie. Uh, she says um, she's she's crying while she types 
but she says she does watch doctors every day. Oh. I presume she means the series, and she's not just stood outside of a surgery, just yeah. peering in. To the surgery. <laughs> yeah, just peering the, in through a window. Uh, Lauren Jones, of course Lauren Jones is here. It's a custard TV podcast. Uh, she said, footballers' wives always loved it. I know it's trashy, I know it's over the top, uh, but it's better than the real wags. Great. Um, what about you, Matt? Did you have any responses to this? I did. I've got some on Facebook. I've got Jay, who said the Waltons. I don't know. Does, oh do you reckon? Gosh. Guilty. Um, I've got Ben, who said he's got two, Sex in the City and Made in Chelsea. And he is Ben. Yes. Let's shout that a bit louder. So <laughs> whatever he's doing in his life, people know. And actually, someone else, let me try and find it, said, uh, Art Attack, still love it after all these years. Do you know I'm what? I don't think that's a, that's not a guilty pleasure. That's, that's not a guilty pleasure. Fantas- that's great, that is. Uh, Ros Law also got in touch to say the new US drama Revenge is on top of her guilty pleasure list. She knows the acting is wooden, but it's somehow very gripping viewing. Yeah. I suppose, in a way, EastEnders is a guilty pleasure of mine. The thing with EastEnders I always find is when it's good, it's really good. But when it's bad, it's really bad. I've sort of stopped watching it now. I just, you know, um, since Heather died, I couldn't get over it, so... You're still grieving. When you got over grieving, you'll uh, you'll move on. Um, We talked briefly to ourselves about what what ours are, and I think Don't Tell the Bride has to be at the top. Yeah, both of ours. (laughs) What I mean... That's the sort of thing you watch with your, with, especially this last one with the, the girl from Scotland who got married at the Wicker Festival. I she watched so that happy. behind my hands. Mm. Well, she chose her own dress, didn't she? I'm sure that's against the rules. Well, my sister said, because I watched that with my sister, because she doesn't judge me. And, uh, <laughs> and um, she said that this, these girls are always so sure what they want and so desperate. They know they've planned it out to the you know, to the last detail. Letter. So why go on it? Yeah, well, why? again, that's my mum always shouts that at the TV when they say, I know what dress I want, I know what, you know, venue I want, and she's like, why do you go and don't tell the bride then? You know, but to exactly be fair, they do get happen. 12 grand, so... 12 grand. <laughs> it's also quite a good economical programme, that, because it shows you how quickly you can get through 12 grand and only spend yeah. it on the field. <laughs> on the field, yeah. Yeah. What else would you say is yours? Um, Coach Trip I put down as one of mine, oh. which I quite enjoy. The Channel 4. Um, is this where you shoehorn in that Brendan from Coach Trip follows you on Twitter? Is that He does follow saying? me on Twitter. Yes, Brendan does follow me on Twitter. Um, but I just, I, I remember watching the very first series. It's trashy. It's Brits Abroad acting up. But it's just it's just very addictive, and I do think Brendan, to an extent, makes it that little bit more fun. I would do say. Do you think? Do you think though? There's a, you know the longer these shows go on, sort of like Wife Swap used to be a bit of a guilty pleasure for me all those years oh. ago with when that was on. But do you think the longer they go on, people go on them because they know how to behave on them? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like Big Brother, I suppose, as well. That's been going on forever, so people know. You mean like the tactics and things? 
Yeah. And just to clarify, uh, Ben loves Made in Chelsea and Sex <laughs> in the City. See, I'm good and didn't give out his surname. I'm not going to do Go that. Go on, I dare you. I'm not going to give out his surname. How many Bens can there be, though, really? We'll find <laughs> it. <laughs> um, just a couple of bits of TV news. Uh, that's what we do on the Custard TV podcast. TV news and reviews and stuff. Uh, news uh, this week. It's been a little slow on the ground, but I have found some, or thin on the ground even, as that's the real phrase. <laughs> slow on the ground. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, the, it's the news tortoise. It's slow on the ground. Um, <laughs> the X Factor uh, UK is uh, considering, if you believe rumours, of um, axing Nicole Scherzinger, um, even though Ooh. we've barely seen her during this whole process. I think yeah. it's mainly because journalists can't be bothered to write Nicole Scherzinger in all their pieces, personally. Yeah. I learn how to but they're not just writing Nicole like they write Tulisa because Tulisa's yeah. got a odd surname. How has Tulisa become a sex symbol this series? Well, she's the sexiest woman in the world, Luke, according to FHM. Well, according to this podcast, that would almost be Helen McCroy if you just Helen tuned McCoy. in <laughs> with a lovely smile. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, uh, yeah, I just I don't know whether Nicole is to blame for the low low ratings that this. You'll have to wait till she's on it, a bit, won't you? Really? I mean, I just, what is it? Are you enjoying this series or not? Be honest. Um, it's a bit same old, same old. If I'm honest, nothing, nothing particularly news happened, and I, I found this watching it this weekend. They try and make you feel the way they want you to feel, if you know what I mean. By showing you reaction shots of the crowd and how the crowd are taking to this act. And it's like, you must like this act. Or... It kind of makes me feel like I must have a heart of stone because I never get, I used to uh, years ago, but now I never get moved by those moments. I don't get moved by, no, the soft I mean, I thought the, homeless, I thought the homeless guy was good, but I wasn't necessarily moved by his story. No. You would have still liked him if you didn't know he was homeless. Is yes. what yeah, he was good. Yes. So we didn't need the story, really. Yeah. Just like if I, if I went on there, people would like me for my voice, but it doesn't, they don't need to know that I'm also a terrible person. That doesn't need <laughs> to come up on my sub-stories. The anti-sub-stories. <laughs> yeah. That might so, be a thing they could try next series. Like I they're really good singers, but they're really terrible people. They've actually murdered some people. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the problem is we're all so familiar with the pattern of how these audition shows work, that we're we're expecting the the sub stories, I suppose. That's sort of fatigue in a way, isn't it? Reality show fatigue, I would say. I think I'm going to start putting the kettle on as soon as Westlife starts playing in the background, instrumental or otherwise. The oh, kettle's yeah. going on. Or Mariah <laughs> Carey, hero. I'm getting that. Um, yeah. it, I don't All know, those just... songs they play in the background, don't they? A moment like this. Yes. Oh, how annoying was Leona Lewis? Well, I didn't think she made an impression. I just, I was just murked by it. Oh, she <laughs> drove me mad. She I just didn't to... have a personality at all. There was just. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nothing there. I mean, she's a good singer. So, but, you know, they shouldn't have put her on the panel. The only one for me of the guests who sort of made an impression is Mel B. I reckon they should get rid of Nicole and stick Mel B on the panel full time. She's done it in Australia, I believe. I think Mel B's one of the judges over there. Okay. On the X Factor Australia. Yeah, so she knows what she's talking about. And actually, I didn't feel like any of the scenes with her were strained. I thought they were quite natural. Uh, whereas Jerry Halliwell, again, I wanted oh. to... If Leona Lewis and Jerry Halliwell had been on at the same time, I think I'd have a broken television. No, Jerry was annoying. Leona was just dull. But yeah, Jerry was annoying. I would say. But, but are you interested to, for the, because now we've moved on to boot camp uh, and then judge, judges' houses, yeah. how do you feel they're going to compare ratings-wise? Um, as I said, I, I know people who only watch it when the auditions are over, so maybe... Um, yeah, but you also know people that are watching Sex in the City and Made in Chelsea. That's true. Um, so, ben, uh... his name was. Ben, that was. <laughs> Was it then? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they may well climb because, as you say, people know what they're going to get from the audition shows. But now you've got singers, most of them haven't been on the show before. So it's new personalities, it's new voices. You know, you might, more people might get interested in it now. Of course, there's people who've come back again, as there always is, as we had this weekend. Well, X Factor USA, which launched uh, last week with Demi Lovato, Britney Spears, L.A. Reid, and Simon Cowell, is a real flop in the States. Mm. Has it flopped? It's flopped. It didn't even flip. It just flopped. Um, It's just been horrendous. It was beaten by The Voice. There's big controversy because NBC stuck The Voice on at the same time. Simon Cowell said, you don't need to worry. The X Factor's fantastic. And actually, even bringing in professional psychotic Britney Spears hasn't done anything to... She was just weird, wasn't she? I mean, I watched the first one as well, and she just seemed to be in some sort of trance for half of the show. I just don't know. I don't know whether we... I mean, I appreciate what Simon Cowell has done to television, and I appreciate he can put together good shows, but I just wonder whether we're seeing the end of his sort of reign for a bit, at least. It should go and have a lie down or something, you think? Have a lie down. Spend some money if he wants to. You know, perhaps buy a horse. I hear they're fun. And then, yeah. you know, come it's back. Got in American a Idol as well, hasn't he? And the Got Talents, don't forget yeah, those. The Got Talents are done, yeah. He does all them. Yeah. So I just Red wonder whether. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what he should do. Focus on Red or Black. We need more <laughs> of that. So I just. 
I just wonder whether we're seeing the end of it, but it'll be interesting once the audition shows are over now and the boot camp starts. Also a bit annoyed Cheryl Cole's coming back and they're making all this fuss about... Also, it wasn't because Simon Cowell asked me. Of course it was. Simon Very, Cowell you, owns the production company that you're working for. Over to your house with a, a bucket load of money or mm. a truckload of money, maybe. On a horse. On a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know why... I don't know what's happened to the X Factor, but I feel I there's just there's a feeling in the air that people aren't as bothered by it this well, year. Tried, this used to be a mutual thing. They've tried to update it, haven't they? With these like you know, seeing the contestants getting ready and talking backstage and things because they used it for Britain's Got Talent, mm. and and that got big ratings. The final for that got ridiculous ratings this year. So they've just sort of tried to do everything they did on Britain's Got Talent on the X Factor. Well, you never know. Maybe a dancing dog will win dancing the dogs, X Factor yeah. this year. One play back. If Louis Walsh has got anything to say about it, then yeah, with he Jed likes Wood his haircuts. <laughs> also Sorry? on the voice with Jedwood haircuts, the dogs will yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. A lot of acts. Anyway. Uh, the Voice USA has also cast Usher and Shakira uh, to replace Christina Aguilera and CeeLo Green. Now, my only worry is, if you're auditioning in front of Shakira, Matt, yeah, do you think you would confuse her breasts for mountains? Well, no, because you couldn't see them unless you turn around the chair. Okay, but then if she did, would you would you think um, her breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains? But I mm. would still be worried. I would. Would you? Would you say, oh, there's a couple of mountains behind that chair? I, I'd look for it. a Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so that's all the reality TV news. Were you impressed or unimpressed by Strictly on Saturday when they paired everybody up? Um, it's a bit, you know, it's, it's a good introduction to everyone to get the, the characters out there, to people who don't, might not know who say... Danny Harmer is, or someone like that. Um, but it was the you know the same old thing, mainly dancing. So, and Bruce Forsyth strictly come dancing. I know, and Bruce Forsyth's really bad jokes, which just seem to get worse every year. So, do you think, in your opinion, are we seeing the end of that as well, or do you think it's just no? I think I think that's still popular. I think that's still got something about it. It's something. It's. It's more sort of old school entertainment and people like that. It's more it's a lot more charming. X Factor's quite cynical, I would say. Whereas mm. whereas Strictly's a bit more charming and a bit it's easier to watch, I would say, I think. Um and So if we didn't live in a world of PVRs or D V D recorders mm. and you had to watch one, you would presumably go for the charming Strictly, I Yeah, believe. I think so. I think I'd prefer to watch People, you know, people dance because it's it's quite nice to watch people dance. Um, as long as they've got lovely smiles. Lovely smiles, yeah. <laughs> that Kimberly Walsh from Girls Aloud, she's got a lovely smile. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> this is getting more creepy as it goes on. This podcast. <laughs> um, I have to ask you as well when we talk about charming. That was a good word to describe the new Sky sitcom. Uh, Moon Boy, which mm. you can catch on Friday nights with Chris O'Dowd. It just started with a double bill on Friday, just gone. I wasn't so sure what I, what I thought about this before it started. I was aware of all the hype and how Chris O'Dowd had done it and how the sky were very had proud. You, had you seen the thing, the little cracker that it was based on? 
that no, he did. No, I hadn't, no. Because no. I thought that was like a thing with Robbie Coltrane and they made oh. him really small. <laughs> like young um, crack. Yeah. <laughs> like a little cracker before he discovered <laughs> bacon. <laughs> um. So, what did you think about it? Would you, I thought it was just really sweet and charming. Yeah, I would say the exact same thing. I thought the little boy was really good, and the family, and it was it was a really nice, gentle show, but it's funny as well. Um, but as we, we said earlier about Odell's sort of performance in it, you know, he didn't really add it much. And I watched no, I the second. I would I would have been happy with him with him not being in it, not because I don't like him, um, but I just thought I don't mind it. You know, I I prefer it with the the family, the young boy, what he gets up to. I didn't really notice Chris O'Dowd's character at all. Now in the second episode, which was on, you know, there was a double bill. The second episode, he's hardly in it at all. Because the no. main story is about the mum and campaigning for the uh, the um, Irish Prime Minister, uh, just, Mary, Mary Robinson. A lot of people moan about gentle comedies. I know a couple of people say, I don't like my comedy gentle. But actually, this is really well done. Sweet without being too sickly. Saccharine. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet um, without you choking on it. What I would say about Chris O'Dowd is I think he's good to have doing the voiceover, but you might not necessarily need the character, the imaginary friend that he plays. I think the voiceover adds something to the overall charm of the show, maybe. Would you and, agree? Uh, well, yeah, I think, I think that makes it, you know, again, it makes it quite sweet and it gives it a time period. I love the time period of it. I love the grain chill music creeping in the fact they love dynasty or dallas or whatever it is they were watching. edward scissorhands as well they were going to see yeah. and, and there's always it's a just... risk i think with it when you put a young boy or a young anyone actually in the front in the you know in the lead whether they'll be our manager that boy is is fantastic right. in it i wish i knew his his name but he's fantastic uh, in it. david rule okay i wish i'd knew his name before you had to make me sound like a fool david rule He's fantastic go. in it. He's great. I mean, he's just, you, you know, you, it's just so genuine, that performance. And the parents are so good as well. And the sort of society of dads that just, you know, want to go away from their kids and do something, and lie about playing poker or fishing. and. My just... only concern with it is that it might not last very long. Like, they not... can't do many series of it because as the boy gets older... It they, have they not already recommissioned it? They have, For a second, yeah. haven't they? They have given it a second. Yeah. But I, I just hope it gets the attention it deserves because it's really decent sky comedy. Yeah, yeah me too. I, I totally agree with that. And I like the whole style of it and the, the use of animation as well. There's some little drawings and things they put into it. That, yeah, that sort of to the charm. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. So, Matt, you know how I like to live on the, by the seat of my pants on this podcast? Yes. I thought we'd get Gary involved live in the sky. Oh. oh, okay. Hi, Gary. How's it going down there? You're live on the podcast. Hello there. Uh, hello, Mike. I don't think we've met, but you're replacing Matt. me. Matt. Matt is. <laughs> See, I, I get names wrong. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> 
Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, it's all going really well. I'm at intermission. So far, I've seen Arrow and I've seen Vegas, both quite good. And yeah. um, what's the atmosphere like down there? Uh, it's pretty good. There's quite a few, uh, I suppose, industry types enjoying a bit of pizza, a bit of hot dogs, uh, a few beers and a few Diet Cokes. It's going rather well. And uh, I have to say, Matt is doing an excellent job on the podcast. That does not, that does not surprise me, but it does disappoint me. So far, he hasn't accidentally named any serial killers or anything. Oh, Matt, I'm disappointed. There's time, there's time. Yeah, if you could just get one name wrong, then people okay, will know that, that you know, he's accompanied properly. So, what's next on the menu at Sky um, uh, TV menu? Next, we get to see the following and then elementary. So, uh, we're seeing something from stuff that's not going to be out for a while. I think two shows are going to be on next month and one's not going to be on until January, so... And you messaged me and you said everybody's quite dressed up. How how dressed up are you? Well, I'm, I'm wearing smart trousers, but I'm not wearing a shirt and I feel rather underdressed. But in a dark <laughs> cinema, no one's judging me on my fashion sense, thank goodness. Custard TV podcast nipples, that's what we want. <laughs> that's right, yes. But that's, it's all going rather well, so hopefully when I'm back on the show in a few weeks' time, I'll be able to talk a bit more about them and... Um, are, you, are the listeners missing me? Has Lauren Jones tweeted in that she's missing me or anything? I think she's going through a grieving process. I haven't heard. Yeah, there'll be denial and then acceptance and all those steps. <laughs> okay, well, you enjoy your hot dog and we'll plough on. Okay, enjoy the show, guys. Take care. Take Bye, care. listeners. Bye. I miss you. Hi. He's always trying to steamroller his way in. I don't know why <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, so we highly recommend Moon Boy. Please check it out on Sky Friday nights um, at nine o'clock. They did that unusual. Uh, nine thirty, sorry. Nine thirty, is it? God, you need to stop <laughs> interrupting me. Sorry, Lou. <laughs> no, stop giving me correct information. <laughs> <laughs> but how? I mean, I mean, what do you think? It's sensible they play two episodes on one night because. We, there's only six, so we're already almost halfway through it. It's a shame. They tend, to, they tend to do that, though. They did that with trolleys as well, put two back-to-back. And Stella. Um, I don't think they did it with Stella because that was a longer show, but I think they did it with uh, parents. Half hours, I think, they do it yeah, with. parents they did it with, certainly. Parents as well, yeah. Um, gives people a, a better chance to get to know the characters, I suppose, get to know the humour, sort of relax into the show a bit more. And form a better opinion of if they if they like it or if they want to stick with it, I suppose. But how come Sky can do something like this and BBC One's latest comedy offering is Citizen Khan? What's happened there? Um, they've got more money, Sky. You don't need say. to have money to have a really decent idea, do you? No. I suppose they've got the thick of it, though, BBC. Look at you trying to do a segue. A segue? <laughs> Look at you! God! 36 minutes, you're a pro. Okay, um, yeah, let's talk briefly about the thick of it. This year it's a coalition, uh, so we're seeing both sides uh, split up in di- uh, over different episodes. I don't think that's working for me, actually. No? Because Are you I missing actually, I really like I really like Peter Capaldi and Rebecca yeah. Front and Chris... Addison, I really like that lot, and I don't like not seeing them. I want to know what they're up to. Yeah, I know what you mean. I suppose the show has been built around Malcolm Tucker, hasn't it? And having him not in 
the first episode of the series as well was a bit um, quite risky. That isn't it? Disconcerting in a way. We I did have characters that... that we've we we know as well though. We had yeah, Glenn I know, and I, Terry. I just didn't love them as much. I know Glenn <laughs> and Terry were there, and I think we saw. We may have seen Ollie briefly in episode one. I don't know. It was just Glenn and Terry, wasn't it? In uh, no, it was just Glenn, it was just Glenn, who's who's now in the in the Lib Dems, the thick of it equivalent of the Lib Dems. I just do you think? Do you feel like it's running out of steam, or do you feel like it's still relevant? Um, I quite, I actually quite liked the looking at the coalition. I think that's a good idea. The sort of two parties that have to get along but don't really like each other. That I think that got a lot of laughs, but it is, it is still isn't as good as it used to be. I'm, I do agree with you, but I've still it's still made me laugh. So I suppose it did its job. Um, yeah. But it is the last series, is it not? Now this is the last yeah, series. I have a feeling this is the last series. I mean, I think it's to be quite honest. I think it's done really well to to come yeah. from BBC Four in two thousand six or maybe even before then. And still be on TV and still be fairly relevant in 2012 is quite an achievement for any comedy. Yeah. Um, and it just goes to show Armando Iannucci knows what he's what he's doing. Um, doing Veep now. He's also doing the US version of Veep, yes. But I just yeah. wonder whether it's... It does, I used to be quite excited when it came back on. And I don't think I am excited by it now. Would you be more if if uh, Capaldi was in every episode? Would you still be enjoying it more? Or... I don't think it's this, I don't think it's him that I'm missing. I like no. I like the banter of it yeah. uh, when he's involved. I like the banter between him and Rebecca Front and Chris Addison. And I feel like I know who, who those characters are. I think it's quite risky to, although we've seen some characters before, Vincent Franklin's character yeah. and. Wilson, yeah, we've we've seen a lot of those people before, but I don't feel the same. In supporting roles, though. Yeah. Uh, and I think actually in episode four, the two do come together, which will be quite interesting, I suppose. Indeed. As like a yeah. coalition. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, but no, as I say, it's still making me laugh, and it's still probably the BBC's best comedy. Um, you know, out there at the moment. I know it hasn't got a lot of competition, but what you 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 saying the thick of it, the award-winning thick of it, is better than Citizen Khan? Is that what you're going out on well, a limb and saying? Yes, I, I am going out on that on that massive limb and saying that that thick of it just edges it for me in front of Citizen Khan. You're such a maverick. I am. <laughs> well, that's what they call me, so you know. Yeah. Um, who was it that liked Sex in the City and? Uh... And made in Chelsea. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Ben. Ben, Ben, just ben. remember that, folks. Yeah. Um, okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> never um, going to speak to me again. Well, uh, anyway, well, we've only got four minutes left of the podcast. Oh, it's been oh. a pleasure. Uh, I, we're going to talk next week about um, something we had planned to talk about: period drama. Oh um, yeah. There's, there's going to be a lot of it on over the next few weeks. But but Downton started. Are you one of these people that just watched Downton? Because you feel like you should because everyone's watching it. Because I haven't yeah. got to that stage yet. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I it's one of those programmes which I've watched up to this point and I'm like, I may as well keep going. It's one of those. I mean, it's, uh, it's incredibly well produced. 
very well acted and Shirley MacLaine is in it now. She makes a good addition to the cast. Um, and it's gonna to me though what the appeal of it is because it's just passed me by. I think it's sort of like period drama that everyone can watch. I think it's not um, as elitist maybe as some of the other ones. It's very much more of a sort of uh, costume drama soap opera maybe. And it's, an e it's a very easy watch as well. You don't really have to think about a lot of the stuff that's going on. I don't know. I think I think with period drama, unlike comedy and drama, you either it's something you either like or you don't. Period mm. drama, I think. And if you don't, no matter how wonderful people are telling you Downton Abbey is, you're not going to be able to get your head around it, are you? I suppose not. No, but I I wouldn't. Uh, group in all period drama together. I, I, there's some that I would watch again. There's some that, you know, I could just throw away. So, uh, and just briefly, we want to tell you that Good Cop uh, yeah. finishes on Thursday night. It's episode four of four. Warren Brown doing excellent at this. He's actually a terrible murderer. He's terrible at the murdering. Yeah. He's he's all right at the murdering. It's the covering up. He's, the covering up with his trainers and, yeah. and bumping into people and. But how have uh, you found this? Because people have been saying it's too dark and it's it's lost out two weeks in a row now to the much lighter Bletchley Circle. So how have you found it? Much lighter serial killer drama, the Bletchley Circle. Yes. Um, I, I've really enjoyed it and I think Warren Brown has sort of matured into the role and I think it's a good role for him like the everyman who's thrust into the centre. These murders that he's committed, he can sort of reason them out of see i sort of put my foot in it last week when i said i don't think he makes a very convincing leading man but then i watched episode three and mm. i was like yes i'm really with him the funeral scene where yeah. he, i thought that was brilliant i thought that was the best he's been in the whole series when he was doing the eulogy what I are think... you hoping for the ending of that oh, i don't know i mean i think we invested in the character so much i i think we were all hoping that he somehow gets away with it and runs away with uh, uh, Ashley Loftus and, and, and his daughter and they live all happily ever after. Oh, it's not one of those sort of shows, is it? No, not really. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to get in touch with either myself or Matt between now and the next podcast on Tuesday, uh, at Luke Custard TV on Twitter or you can reach Matt here. At Matt's TV Bites, that's Matt with two T's. Unless you change it for next week. But at the oh, moment, yeah. it's got the two just to, just to mess with everyone. Have a great week. Have a great week, Matt. And I'll tell you what, watch some telly. I will watch some telly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't do well. that normally, so... Uh, and then next week, uh, we'll be back to talk about period drama and Monroe, which is the new series uh, for James Nesbitt on ITV. That'll be on... Uh, by the time we talk next week so really looking forward to that this is the Custard TV Live you can download it now and uh, get in touch via Twitter if you have any questions thank you very much Matthew thank you Luke will you wear the cardigan for me next week as well oh well does it have to be the same one please it's the lucky oh, cardigan the lucky cardigan alright take care thank you this has been the okay. Custard TV podcast we'll be back next week live from 8 all the best we'll speak to you then with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.